Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. Featured today is Dave Kamides, who many know as a great Steadicam operator and a great guy. And I have to thank my friend Pam Dresser because she put me in touch with him for the first time in the year 2000. I was contemplating buying a rig. She was encouraging me to. And I was looking around at used rigs and had found a used Master Series and was still a bit on the fence about buying it and she said, hey, let me let me call my friend Dave. You can talk to him. And and he took the call and got on the phone with me, and I got to pick his brain, and and he kind of um, put me at ease as far as being okay with the rig, and and I went ahead and bought it. So he he had a he had a part in in, in me buying my first rig, and so did Pam. So thank you. Um, I I actually brought this story up to him off mic, and he couldn't remember. <laughs> he didn't remember speaking to me, and we didn't meet. Um, in person, I don't think for like maybe six or seven years after that. And sure enough, uh, 18 years after that, that first phone call, uh, I got to sit down with him in the studio and, and, uh, talk and it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope he did as well. And I hope you do too. All right. So, uh, here I am with Dave Comites, steady cam operator extraordinaire. But the first thing I wanted to ask you about since I don't want to leave it out is your sustainable Dave stuff, which we were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. But uh, when I when I looked you up on YouTube, um, just looking for some shots you've done and you know, just searching around, more there's more stuff about sustainable Dave than Dave Comites, but Yeah, there there is. Um I mean basically in two thousand and eight I, I yeah, it was the writer's strike. And I had always been thinking about doing something, and I thought, you know, writer strike. I'm gonna, I want to do something so that at the end of it, I don't go, what, what the hell did I do with three months or a year or whatever it ended up being? And uh, I had always thought of doing this project where I didn't throw anything away or recycle anything for a year because I wanted to see what would happen. Because when you throw it away, it's just that it goes somewhere else. And it's really kind of not being honest because you're not responsible in any way. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to keep it all down in the basement just to see what would happen. And I had very, very, I wrote out very strict like rules, you know, for what, what went on. But I really just did it. I did it for myself and I started a blog mainly because I thought, well, how am I going to keep track of all this? Because I might be on the road. And, I might be, and, uh, and that seemed like the easy way to do it. And, and I just sort of bizarrely got interviewed by NPR because they heard about me and then it kind of exploded. And by the end of the year, I was a character in a Disney show and, and <sighs> on K-Rock at the beginning of every month. And I mean, yeah, I think that year, a quarter of a million people saw the website. So, which is wow. a drop in the bucket for normal people, but for someone who is just putting stuff out there, it's kind of for so, a blog. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. Exactly right. So it was kind of this this ridiculously unbelievable journey. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so, but what about the stink? Or did you not throw about food stuff? No. Or? So the only thing that really smells in the garbage is de is decomposing food. Um, right. And so the thing is, we had very you know we had a first of all we tried to eat everything. We had two kids. Well, I still have two kids, but uh, they were young at the time, so they didn't eat everything. So it was like if they didn't, then my wife and I might want it. Or if not, it would go to the dog. We had two rats, so maybe it would go to the rats. And if not, it would go to the worm compost in the basement. So oh, which you had a compost. Yeah, which doesn't smell, uh, you know, if you're doing it right. So there wasn't actually any smell down there other than oh, maybe okay. sort of like an earthy thing from the worms. So. Sure, okay. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, but it, it, I'm pretty proud of it. I'm happy. You know, yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of attitudes that's and, a big commitment. And, yeah. and how many pounds was it? I ended up with 28 and a half pounds of trash. That's not that's it? That's not recycling. That's like Got trash it. can't, you know. And then, uh, you know, I could, if I looked at the website, I could quantify it, but it was a ton of, you know, not, not as much as you'd think, but um, a lot of recycling and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, the idea was, look, 
if I can live my life in a way that you can come over for dinner and not realize that anything has changed and only create 28 and a half pounds of trash where the average American is 1,600 pounds of trash. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> then then there's probably some leeway somewhere in between my craziness and, and reality sure. that, that most people could just make some interesting choices and, and be a little better. So that was the whole point of it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, it spread a long way. I mean, I heard about it and, you know, a lot of people heard about it. So good for you, man. Yeah, thank you. It's good. Thanks. It's good. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now the oh, and I you were I saw somewhere were you on the front page of the New York Times or you uh, for that I was on the front page of the New York Times. I was in Time Magazine. Uh, I was in Israeli newspapers. I was on the front page of a South Korean newspaper. I mean, it would come in daily, like more and more bizarre um, things. And like I said, I, I'm a character in, in or I was for three episodes in Handy that's... Handy Manny, which is a kids Disney show where I did the voice. You did the voice. I did the voice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> which I think is why I'm not a character anymore in oh. Handy Manny, but whatever. Um, yeah. And I had like my own set of tools and the whole deal. Oh, that's so cool, man. It was kind of a, well, good for you. I mean, you're a trip. doing good and some cool things happen to you. I try to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's neat. Like yeah. crazy man collects trash for a year, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. Front page of the New York Times. Yep. And that's pretty much what it was <laughs> okay on to the on to the other stuff yeah uh so let's see i uh i was looking at your credits <laughs> yeah and um of course i realized what everybody knows you from leprechaun 2 of course yeah. the skateboard kid of one and two yeah and Carnosaur 2. Carnosaur 2 was great because it answered a lot of questions that were left after Carnosaur, and I think it sort of completed some of that. Did you do the original Carnosaur? I did not, and so that's why I think the questions were raised, and then Carnosaur uh, 2 finished off. That, if yeah. you had done Carnosaur 1, you wouldn't have needed to do yeah, Carnosaur 2. Yeah, but I 2. wouldn't have had as much work in Carnosaur 2, so it's a, it's a give and take. <laughs> 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 okay, all right. Wow, you really went deep. That's I, <laughs> I, well, you know, it's on your IMDb page. I have to be perfectly honest about IMDb. Like, while there are things you want to erase there, yeah. I just worked with a guy yesterday who, um, uh, I don't even know how it came up, but, oh, he said, you know, we worked together, like, 32 years ago or whatever. I'm like, really? I don't remember you. And he said, yeah, it was this thing called Pariah. And I said, I don't even remember that. And, he, and we looked it up and it was this horrible, horrible movie that I vaguely remember. But I actually want to put it on my IMDb page because it's sort of like a badge of honor having worked on these just atrocious movies that no one ever wants to see because, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. You know, that's an interesting thing because I have crap on my IMDb yeah, page. You know, <clears throat> and... I had a friend, of, a producer friend of mine once did a movie that didn't turn out so well, and the producers kind of, other producers and director wanted to change it the way she didn't like it. And yeah. She said, should I take my name off this? I'm like, no. Everybody yeah. has crap. Yeah. Just leave it. It's another movie sure. you've produced. And look, the key is everybody starts with crap. The key is that hopefully at some point you move past that. If you haven't moved past that, you might want to start. As long as your it. last credit isn't Leprechaun 7 exactly or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That's you're probably... That's exactly right. It, yeah, unless it's your first credit, too, yeah. and then it's yeah. all right. Um, but let's see, the other movies that you've worked on that Wait, before you go me. forward, I'll go tell, I will tell you one thing. Leprechaun 2, it's funny you mentioned that because the specific thing I remember about that, well, there are two things. One is, I don't know the guy's name who played the Leprechaun, but I'm 6'4", and he's like 2 feet 2 or whatever. And we were shooting in a fake cave, and I remember walking in and going, oh, this is really going to be horrible, <laughs> and, and it was. Um, but I remember going to see... Uh, that movie on opening day, like in the afternoon, you know, like the first showing oh, uh, yeah. at the at the Cinerama Dome when it was still actually, well, I guess it sort of still is the Cinerama Dome, but in the big dome. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
because it was the first thing that had ever come out that my name was in the credits um, as a steady cam. And you were excited. And I was totally excited. And I remember sitting through that whole movie and seeing my stuff and going, this is a horrible movie. My stuff's on camera and on, on, on screen. And there's my name. So I, I actually was very excited about that and haven't seen it since. I've, I can't remember what my first one was, but I, I'm sure I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> were you happy with your work when you saw it? No, I'm never happy with my work. I, I think I've done three shots in my career that I think I'm happy with. So, <laughs> but I was happy. I, I was happy that it made it made the cut. You know, and I so get it. I was I was excited. You weren't like disgusted by your work. No, in it. no. But you're like, oh, I could have done this a little bit. Totally. I, I mean, the thing is with me, every time I see my work, no matter what it is, I'm like, oh, I cannot believe that I didn't have to hold that corner as I was turning, you know, or whatever it is. It's always like what I didn't do, not what I did do. I'm the same way. I mean, if you're not being self-critical, yeah. we're, we're, on, we're on an island for the most part. So yep. if you're not looking at your own work and trying to improve, then yeah, absolutely, you're going to languish. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm not saying I do improve or have improved, <laughs> but am I? I'm trying. <laughs> That's the key. You want to. You right. want to. Uh, okay, so let's see. <clears throat> uh, I'll just run through a few. Okay. Um, from Dust Till Dawn, The Crow, Donnie Darko, The Wedding Planner, Jurassic Park 3, Mr. Deeds, Bringing Down the House, Wedding Crashers, Beginners, Shame, Moonrise Kingdom, The Heat, St. Vincent, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Zoolander 2, and Ghostbusters, the most recent Ghostbusters. Yeah. Holy crap. I'm impressed, man, because I Thank didn't you. know, I didn't, I mean, I knew you'd done a lot of stuff, but I didn't know you'd done this many features, because I'd heard about you more from TV. Yeah, most people think of me for ER and West Wing, which was kind of like the thing that, that put me on the map, and I think I've been skating along ever since. <laughs> yeah, well, th there's a couple, I haven't seen all these movies, mm -hmm. um, but uh, the one I remember hearing about you from years ago was The Wedding Planner. The Wedding Planner shot. The Wedding Planner shot, yeah. But there are yeah. two different ones, right? There's one that's the stairs, isn't there? Yeah, is there, an, is there another big one? Well, the there? opening of the movie. Well, no, the opening of the one in the movie is the one with the stairs. Yeah, that's it, the first shot or second shot of the movie. Whatever. Yeah, but it ends. It, 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 it ends. It ends at when she goes up the stairs, but you don't really. There's you, an, it, well, it ends at some stairs where she's talking to a guy and then it cuts out. because. Does it start going downstairs? It starts with her walking upstairs and go, going backwards. I do uh -huh. have to tell you the, the specifics about that, Please that do. shot. Um, not the specifics about operating it, but some, some and this might be interesting to some people. Um, uh, that was a movie that I had just finished West Wing. And I was sitting around, and I got a call, and I got this weird call, and I can't remember who, uh, I think one of the assistants called me. But anyway, he said, um, are you available? Are you working today? No, no, I, uh, we need you to come and be a backup operator. And I said, well, wait a minute, what's going on? And they said, we're doing this thing, wedding planner, Julio Macau's the DP. There's a huge shot, and the operator's going backwards up the stairs. The operator was Greg Bubb, who's a great operator. And he's going backwards up the stairs. And um, and production is just concerned if, like, he twists his leg or something like that. Like, this is a big money day, and they want to have someone standing by. They'd rather spend the money up front. Yeah. And okay. I said, okay. I said, right off the bat, Greg's got to call me personally and tell me what's going on. I'm not walking onto a set with another Steadicam operator without hearing from him first. And I said, I, I hope you understand, but I'm just, like, I don't want to play any games me. or anything, whatever. And right. it's a little weird, right? Yeah, I mean, I can understand it. But... So, anyway, a couple minutes later, Greg calls me, and I said, what's going on? And he goes, exactly what they told you. You're just in insurance they're concerned blah, blah blah come in it'll be great we'll have lunch and you know i we never you know you never see other steady camera fun. yeah so i went in and as i recall i got there just before lunch and i think he was he was either just finishing rehearsing the shot or he was just walking through the shot and um 
And sorry, sorry about no, that. No, that's okay. He was either so he was either I, I can't recall, but he was either he had either just rehearsed the shot for the first time or once, or he just walked through it. I don't remember whether it was with the rig or not or whatever. And, and we went to lunch, and then we were going to shoot it. And, and it's a big shot. Yeah. So I said to him, look, what do you want me to do? And he goes, I'll tell you what, watch the monitor and just be a separate set of eyes for me because you know what I'm going through. And, like, if you happen to go, hey, you could stick this landing or whatever. So I watched Or if you catch a weird reflection, then yeah, you can't or whatever, see it you know, And I was like, sure. great, absolutely. So, you know, he—, he did the first take, and I don't remember specifically, but first take, second take, and he, and he was, it was great. And you know, I really had nothing. He'd come up and he'd see, and no, it's great, you know. <laughs> or, or if I was gonna mention something, he'd go, I know on this corner I should have did it, you know, or the things that we all do. And it right. was just, and actually, I remember sitting there and really enjoying the fact that I got to watch another really good operator operate because you never get to do that and right? see the work unfolding totally. And you know, there were moments where I could see him walking past, like, oh, like he's walking that way, or you know, or I don't remember what. Right. So, and I was sitting sort of near the directors and. And he did, and again, I may be wrong, I think he did like 17 takes of that shot. Holy cow. And he didn't do 17 takes of that shot because of him. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. one or two weren't good for him, but he nailed, you know, 14 of them or whatever. I mean, and they were all great. And, uh, and... What was, what was, what was the main issue? Like actor timing? Yeah, you know, actor timing. And there were a lot of cues, like this cue was off or whatever. And there were usable ones in there. But you know what that thing is where, like, they're like, we bet the whole day on this. Let's go. Then we're going to nail it. Yeah, totally. Right. And so on take, like, 17 or 18, you know, there's a point where he came through and I could visually see him because he's in the same room as us because we're in the back. And then he goes around the corner, and then the, the camera sort of went up. And, and uh, or it might have even been at the end of a shot, but I remember someone was like, oh, my God, he fell. And I remember thinking, he didn't fall. He put the camera on his shoulder because he's exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, you know, and walking up the stairs and this and then the other. And he, and he came in, and he was like, you know, if we're going to keep going, again, I just need, you know, 10, 15 minutes, which is like, I was like, geez, you need like an hour. I mean, it was it was a big shot. Yeah. And I remember the director went, well, why aren't we hiring that guy? Have him do it. And I was kind of like, let's try him and, out. And for I'm one. like, who are, they, who are they playing? To? You're like, oh and, god. Yeah, and and so uh, so they said, well, yeah, you know. And I said, well, okay. And so I went up to Greg, and you know, and I said, Greg, I don't, you know, what do you want me to do here? Because you and I both know that I've mentally done this shot 17 times with you, and I've I've you know watched the things of this and that and the other. I'm not doing it for the first time. And he goes, no, just you know, go ahead and do do your job. So I did a couple of takes of it, and we moved on. And, and to this day, Greg and I both take response, you know, or what do you want to call it, credit for that shot. Sure. We both did great versions of that. Or I, I mean, I, I hope I did, but he definitely did. And uh, it was one of those things where it's like it's not your first take wasn't your first take because, like, yeah, sure. it's the first time you physically walk through it, but you've sure. just been through it. And is that times. the take they used? You know, I don't, I don't know necessarily. I mean, we, we, uh, we both, I don't, we both have have put you, it on reels and this would, and that and the oh, other because I mean, because I don't, you collaborated. I don't know for a fact that Greg put it on a reel, but I, I, he, I believe he should have or or, or could have anyway. And because it's both like you know what, it's we both did the shot. Oh, that's so um, cool! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, and and and. Uh, yeah, and uh, like he, I think I might. Uh, it's been a while, but I would say there's probably eight or nine of his takes that where the actors were good and everything, where he was obviously good, where they couldn't yeah. use any one of those. So it was a weird, it was that weird thing, but it was that cool thing where SETI come operators were like, "No, dude, do the best you can, and that's what we're here for, and you know, move on." <laughs> right. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, getting scared that you're going to try to take his job or no, something. No, right? no, no, no. So you know, it's a, it's a, it's a. But yeah, but so that was that was a pretty big. That was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, <clears throat> that's really interesting. I, you know, the, and the shot's great. Thank you. The shot's really good. Um, uh, let's see what other long. Uh, oh, this one I was so impressed by, shame. 
Oh, shame. Which which one are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about <laughs> the subway shot. Subway shot. Yeah. And also the running shot. The running shot. Is, I mean, thank you for both of them, first of all. It's for, I will tell you that Sean Bobbitt, who's the DP on that, and is Steve McQueen's DP for everything so far, and, and we just finished Widows with Steve, um, <clears throat> is one of my favorite people to work with in the whole world. And I don't know how he got to me, but he came out to visit me. I was living in Connecticut slash New York at the time. And he came out to the, I was day playing on Lawn or SVU. And he came out, and, and I had an agent at the time. And he called me and he goes, these guys are calling you? And I said, well, who is Steve McQueen and this and I said, take the job. And he goes, they don't have a lot of money. I said, I don't care if they pay me a dollar, take the job. And he goes, why? And I go, because this is the guy who did Hunger. And what I will tell you is this, I will never work with Martin Scorsese when he's doing Mean Streets or Taxi Driver. I can work with Steve McQueen when he's doing this movie. And and I want these are the type of people I want to work with. This is not about money. I don't care. I I so I would I would feel the same. It, I would yeah. feel the same and, way. And I mean and yeah. when I remember when I saw Hunger, I was just like it blew my mind. And I haven't seen Hunger. Watch Hunger. There's a 16-minute shot in Hunger that's that's a, a camera down low that doesn't move and it's two guys sitting at a table who don't move and have a conversation and it's riveting. Steve's an unbelievable filmmaker. Unbelievable old school like fantastic and Sean's amazing and wow. They're great. But so Sean came in and met me and was like I'm Excited, blah. So yeah, we did that shot w- uh, with Michael running across the island in New York, and uh, and he, I, you know, he goes across like eight avenues or something like that. And it was just, it was great because it was Steve and me and the and the grip tricks driver, and you know, the reset was thirty minutes. So I just got to talk to him and pick his brain for you know half wow. an hour. Wow, the reset was thirty. Oh, because well, because we had to like go around. Too, he's yeah. running and they got to bring him back, and they, you know, was, they had to hold traffic and this and that and the yeah, other. Yeah, it's a big setup because he doesn't stop. Of but, course, yeah. So yeah, so from an operating point of view, you know, it wasn't the hardest shot to do. But um, were you using gyros? No, I wasn't. I don't use gyros. Um, so and actually, by the way, if you watch the end of that shot, which I hate when it comes to a stop, you can tell that I'm not <laughs> using gyros. It drives me. Well, nuts. no, but, but uh, okay, that bit, I didn't even notice. <laughs> That, to be honest, no, all no. I noticed was how dead on your horizons were oh, wow. the whole shot. And you, you guys are moving. Yeah, we're, we're moving. I mean, I you mean, know, he's, it's a jog, like, but it's still a fast He's job. not jogging. He's, no, he's, he's yeah, moving. He's booking. But, he's not but sprinting, maybe. The other great but. thing about the shot is it's not lit in any way, shape, or form. No, that, see, it was mesmerizing yeah, to me. It's, I love the shot, not even for the Steadicam, yeah, even though it's a, it's a very... It's just, that's that's Steve. That's him setting a tone, and that's what I love about him. But, you know, the 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 and Sean is all about, like... Sean's whole thing is like, here's this, make it better. And, right. and, and, and cool. you know, and he's just so open to, he's very specific about what he wants, but at the same time, he's open to ideas. And he's just, he's the ultimate collaborator. I mean, I love working with him. Uh, and that, that, you're making me jealous. That, uh, <laughs> I mean, I also, I just got through working with him, so I'm on a little bit of a high because, like, there's just nothing better than, and we shoot film, so, you know, there's a whole other thing there. But, um, but, uh, yeah, the 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 steady the sta- the um the staircase subway shot. Well, wait, wait. Since we yeah. were talking about that yeah. other one, I, there's parts in that running shot when he's running, yeah, where it just goes into so dark yeah. you can barely see him. And I'm wondering, you probably didn't have an HD tap on that oh, film camera. God, no. Could you even see him? Um, I couldn't see him completely, but, but you the knew thing is, I know where was. he is, and I know where I'm keeping you him. Know I had a, there's a lot of headrooms, so it's not like I'm worried about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would imagine if you watch those moments, there's probably a little bit of, of fluctuation. But yeah, it's just like it's one of those things. He, You're just he, holding because the, the, the grip trick yeah, driver seems to have done a great yeah, job. And by the way. It's gonna kill me. I can't remember his name. He's a great guy, and it's the first time I work with him, and I've worked with him a ton since. I just worked with him. 
recently in New York, and I can't, oh, I hate that. I'm terrible with names, but phenomenal. And so he was doing most of the work. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about it early on, and I said, you know, line me up and blah, blah. But, um, but the other thing is, you know, Michael was keeping, uh, there was no reason for him to slow down. So once once you hit it, you're like, unless you something goes it. wrong, yeah. now I just got to hold the horizon. Right. So that's what I'm saying as far as it being, it was relatively, it's not an easy shot, but it's not. Did you have any wind breakup or anything? No. Because we, because the, the way that I, I had to be off the side, yeah, and the way that we were driving, it just would have been hazardous as far as you know. Oh, it would have been hanging off the side of the yeah, and, and then you, you know don't trying want to get close car to cars something. in New York and et cetera, et cetera. No, so we just we just kind of went for it, yeah, and it was it was that was great. How many takes did you do? I don't know, six or seven or something like that. Well, that's a lot of takes for a shot like that. Yeah, yeah, but it was, uh, but it was great because because. At one point on the resets, I asked, I said to Steve, you mind if I ask you about hunger? And he said, uh, no, 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 go ahead. And I said, you know, when you write a movie like that and then you see the, the finished product, what, you know, is it the movie and whatever? And he said, here's the thing. You just did three takes, right? And I loved them all. But if you just did the same thing on the fourth take, what's the point of doing it? And he said, you know, everything evolves, right? So what's the point of writing something and then just making what you write? It's a, it's a process. And, mm. and, and it was funny because it wasn't like, and he's English, so, the, you know, there's that sort of like. And, and, and it, it, my first thought was like, oh, that's sort of condescending. And then I was like, no, that's not condescending. He's actually being very genuine in the sense that, like, because the thing about Steve is he's a renowned artist before coming to filmmaking. He's a very big person in the art world. He I didn't does, know that. He does installation art that'll blow your mind. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, we were just in Chicago, and we went to the Chicago Art Institute, and um, Art Institute of Chicago, and, uh, and, and he's had stuff there before. How, they, how they cool lost, is that place? Yeah, they kind of lost, oh, that's my favorite museum. Me too. Uh, as a matter of fact, when we were there last summer, I got a, I got a membership, and I, I probably went seven or eight times easy, but... Um, but they kind of lost their minds that he had shown up like that, not because he's a filmmaker, but because he's an artist. So the thing about him is he's actually an artist who's just in a new medium, you know. So and he's and, dabbling in something and else. And he's not pretentious about it. I mean, it could come off as pretentious because there's so many things that we all know. But um, but it's just it's fascinating. But working with him is great. And and the subway shot, I actually think, and Sean has told me that it's one of his favorite shots. It, it's one of my favorite shots as well. And one of the hardest ones I've ever done in my life by by a long shot. Well, there's a lot. There are a lot of stairs. There are a lot of stairs. <laughs> and and I <clears throat> I read a little bit about it because I think you did something on steady shots. Yeah, like I probably little... wrote something up about it on steady shots. Right. So it's you said that you did a two minute lock off previous to that. Yeah, which is in the movie. I mean, I I, I don't know. If oh, it's it cut. is. I think okay. it is. I mean, the shot per se starts there because so like, the subway wants... was moving. The subway moved one full thing, and I was just holding a shot of Michael. I might have been panning to the girl. I don't remember, but I was holding a shot on the Michael, and then did you guys she, own everything, or was it somewhat open? Oh no, to the no, we owned everything. Yeah. Oh, you know what it was? She was sitting. She was sitting past him, and so I was on a two. I was across him to her, or something like that. But then she stands up out of frame, and then he stands up out of frame, and I go with him while the subway's still moving, uh, and then and then he holds her hand, and it goes down to the hand. So it's like a lot of finesse, like lock off finesse work, which was a pain in the butt, and then it goes into that thing. But of course, when people think of that shot, they just think of the, the moving sure. aspect of it. Um, but the thing about that was we didn't have a lot of extras. So we did the first take of it. And the first thing I realized was I'm not going to do that many takes of this because subway stairs are really, really steep. And uh -huh. he was moving really, really fast. I noticed how many blockages he gets. Yes. Well, the, like, the, the, so the thing about that, the first thing that we did was they all made a hole for us. Of course. They always so, do. So yeah. I got the AD and I said, um, let's get everybody together. I said, so here's what I need. I said, when I'm going up the stairs... Don't get out of Michael's way and don't get out of my way. 
Mm. If you hit me, I'm totally fine with it. I don't care. Like, try, don't try to hit me, but just you go where you have to go and I will move around you. And there's a second half of the stairs where I go to the side and I said, yeah. well, when I come to the side, my guy's going to be pushing you out of the way, so, obviously, because you're off camera. Right. But I said, the key is I don't want to feel, I want to have to fight for this shot. Right. Like, he's trying to keep up with the girl. I need to try to keep up with him because this is what's in his that's mind. That's the right feel, now. And, and it feels that way. And that was the and and so that's the thing is 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 as they were coming at me, I was having to dart to get out of their yeah. way. And um, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, this may come completely off the rails. What lens was that? Like a forty or fifty or something? Maybe I want to say it was a forty. Okay. Um, but I will I will say I do have to say. Um, uh, Ludovic Liddy, his name is Ludo. Uh, he's now a DP, and actually, I think he may still be doing steady camera. I don't know if he's still doing steady. Anyway, he was the focus puller on that, and and it, he he gets all the props. For well, that. he nailed that shot. Because the thing is, not only did he nail that shot, but at the end of it, when I come into that yeah. close up, Michael suddenly does that breathe back, and I remember as he was breathing back, going, "Oh my God!" And Ludo, We're Ludo was just right with he him. Got and him. It was film, and he was standing next to me, running with me the whole time, and uh, and he just he nailed it. And I was I, sitting at a monitor pulling for him. No, no. Well, it was filmed, too, so you couldn't be. But he was right next to me the whole time, and he was getting slammed by people. So, you know. Of course. So, And, and I will say that he didn't do that on just that take. He did it on a number of takes. So, so like, that shot wouldn't exist if he wasn't as excellent as, as he was. I would say oh, that's he is, cool. but he's not pulling focus anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was, like, a gift to be given. Well, know? it's cool because there's, like, and, again, you wrote this part. And I so when I watched the shot and before I read this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, there's a feeling in it that you might lose them at any minute at the beginning of it. Yeah. And on those stairs. And it's, like, a little jagged. And it's a little, like, there's a cross where you completely lose them. Then he's really on the edge of frame. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then I read you did that on purpose. You yeah. added slop on purpose to I, make I, it feel I that will way. Say, I will say I don't want it to sound too – I added slop on purpose. There's probably a lot more slop in there than I added. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I mean, but, it's a lot of stairs. But, so. but, but Sean's thing after I – remember, I remember that take, and I, and, and I remember coming back and Sean going, that was fantastic. And I said, no, but I was all over the place. He goes, no, that's what was beautiful about it because it was all over the place and it's chaos. And then at the end it just – it settles into this beautiful right. you know, wraparound. And, and I remember thinking like, all right, that's really nice of you, but this shot sucks and I hope it never gets on. Huh. And then seeing it and going, oh, he's You're absolutely like, right. Because yeah. there's – I mean there's definitely a point where the, the, the horizons go they, – they go like 20, 30 degrees off. Oh, I didn't right even part. notice. Most people don't. I mean I've watched it nine million times. Yeah. But uh, – and, and, and truthfully I'm glad they do it because it just has this and, – and there's also a point where he bounds a step and actually breaks the frame. Yeah, but I've it's just is like it's supposed to be chaos and yeah. that's that's the beauty about them is, is well he's chasing her and yeah. you're chasing him yeah exactly and, and he's afraid he's going to lose her yeah. and, and that's the beauty point. about them is they're they're like it, it as long as imperfection it tell, is perfect well and as long as it tells the story we don't care about anything else that's the only thing we care about so right. it's just like it's yeah it's it's a dream to work with. i've done a couple of things with different directors and yeah. dps that are very much like great that's fine it happened and i'm like you sure it's like, yeah. no it's great it that, like cool yeah. do what you want or go for it or you know yeah. and then you work with other people that are so constricting it's like yep. well you missed the and yeah. it's like yeah. yeah but it's better that way yeah you know yeah, yeah. I, I mean you know the thing i always say is look at the end of the day I'd rather them be happy and me be unhappy than me be happy and them be unhappy because that's what my job is, right? I'm with you. It's, it's I'm giving with them what they, they want, you to even do if what I don't agree want. with them. And, yeah. and truthfully, at the end of that day, I remember thinking, like, 
well, this guy's going to see dailies. He's never going to hire me. <laughs> was that your first time uh, no, with him? Yeah, and 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 it, and he actually called me back and was just like, "This is fantastic. We love it." You know, so so. Uh, That's there, so cool. How go. many takes of that did you do? Do you remember? I want to say like seven or eight. It's yeah. a big reset. You spent a lot of the day on that. Um, it wasn't as much as you would think, especially because we owned the subway and we could just go back and come back in and go back. And, and all those people were on the subway. I won the, the, some of them. So you could just upstairs. reverse. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't have to like go around a loop. Or oh, okay. Like that. Um, no, that wasn't a pretty big night because that movie wasn't it wasn't a lot of money. And the other thing about that movie that kills me is there it was three perfs. So it was and it was film. Uh, there's a seven and a half minute walk and talk that I did that got cut down to three minutes. And it was like probably nine or ten blocks through the village at 2 a.m. And I, it near killed oh me. And it's not even a great shot. But I remember, like, the movie's coming. And I'm like, oh, here's, and then it cut in. And I'm like, you got to be Did you consider <laughs> hard mounting to a rickshaw? Uh, I didn't, number one, because I didn't realize it was going to be that long. But also, um, it was, there were, there were, uh, um, you know, there were street, there were sidewalk corners that didn't have the wheelchair thing, so you couldn't have done it. You know, you, you would have had to build extensive yeah, ramping exactly. and right. You know, uh, so yeah, you know, it is what it wow. is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds brutal. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about stairs, actually, that's a TV shot, but I'll ask you about it anyway because I wing. wanted to keep them separate. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> um, question one. Yeah. This great shot. What was that? About four minutes long, probably. Yeah, three and a half or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Did you walk backwards down the stairs or did you? I always walk. I can't, I can't down one down the stairs. Same I, I here. Don't, I don't know how to do it. And, and what I always tell people is this, and, and I've never been proven wrong on it, is I'm going to go back downstairs. It's going to be minorly controlled falling, but it's going to look like a catastrophe. You, the grip who's helping me, are hopefully going to keep your hands on my back, and I'm literally going to lean into you. And Up it's, under the vest. And, and, I, and I always tell the actors, I say, don't pay attention to how ugly this looks because it's going to be frightening. <laughs> and I'm probably going to miss be a step okay. at some point. Yeah, and I always miss a step. Uh, yeah, uh, um, I, I just was in New York doing doing a, a thing on this movie called The Goldfinch, and it was the same first shot up. I had to go back, and I said to the grip, who thankfully I knew, and I remember this, and he goes, oh, yeah, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> we did it, and it was fine. Um, but, yeah, and I always tell him, keep your hand on my vest. You may have to pick me up at some point. I, it's just it's not pretty, and it's the only way I can do it. And I and. God help me, I don't know how those guys do Don Juan down the stairs, but I, I, I praise them because I can't do it. Well, my problem is, you know, I haven't practiced it enough to be good at it. And the time to practice is not on some That's movie exactly or TV right. show. Yeah. And yep. and it scares the crap out of me yep. to turn in some terrible shot. Yeah. And just well, to be like a minute bit safer. And look, if you if you have a way to make it work that works safely, I mean, and this is relative. I mean, I've never fallen, and you know, I've hurt my, you know, twisted my. Oh, leg you've never fallen? <laughs> I've, no, I've never fallen going downstairs. Oh. <laughs> I was going to tell you um, to knock on wood. Yeah, no, no, I've I, I've fallen twice, I think, uh, and. Uh, you know, if it works and it looks good on camera, well, you know, what's what's the problem? And I, but I always do say to the actors, like, don't freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't even pay attention. Don't worry about me. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. fine over here. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I went, I went, I, well, the first stairs, obviously, I go forward down because I'm behind them. So yes. And, and then the second stairs, I, I went backwards down. And, uh, and yeah, you can, if you watch it really closely as those two big bodyguards come in the foreground, mm -hmm. you can realize the whole train is stopping because I'm not going fast enough. And they're all sort of bunching up. But they all, you know, they're all professionals. They yeah, they just there. slow down a little. Yeah. The yeah. thing that you don't see in that is at the end of the shot, it comes around and I'm holding a lock off and 
Allison walks in and Brad walks in and there's this whole thing with the president getting in the limo. Oh, the president gets in the limo and then Allison walks by and Brad says blah, blah, blah. And she says, it takes one to know one. And then the whole caravan pulls out. And on dailies, which because they let it play till the caravan pulled out. And, and what you guys Shoe see, it, it cuts right to right. To, but they didn't know how long they were doing. You can actually hear me going. <laughs> and you can hear me grunting because I'm, I'm so exhausted. I'm trying to hold it, hold a, a oh, lock on. Oh, man. Uh, and I actually have that audio clip somewhere. It's pretty funny. Um, but and it was that was the that was by far the hardest part of the shot because it was just so painful to stand there and hold it. And I was always, as I usually am, in some horrible Position, position, right? Uh, that I don't want to break, but you know, what are you going to do? I feel like it's harder to do just super long lock offs. It is than it is to move. It's I'd not... rather be moving. It just yeah. starts hurting one point a oh, lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instead, you could spread out the pain to Total. everywhere. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, and now you know, especially when you get older, it's like, oh, there's my shoulder. Oh no, that's my hip. No, there's my knee. And then you know, and you can kind of yeah, you trade off, and you're, you're like, I had a weird thing recently. Um, that day I was talking about earlier was like. Seven hours straight of steady cam okay. for no reason. Three cameras there, yeah. you know, two Standing cameras and dollies, me in the middle, just yeah. like, anyway. I got weird bruises. And really? I don't know if you've ever had this. I got a bruise on my hip right here yeah, like under my under my pad. that's cut in there. And... Super deep bruise. Yeah. But it's like right over the flat. It's not oh. like on the corner. So you were just standing weird somehow. Or and then whatever. I got one right here where none of my vest is touching. <laughs> it looks like I got, it looks like I got poked with like, a real like a pool cue. Yeah, it's a one of those purple and crazy wow. colored bruises. That's bizarre. I don't know how I got them. Huh. I didn't run into anything. I even asked my dolly grip about the hip one. I was like, did I run into yeah, something? Yeah, right, like, right. That I don't he's totally like, don't no, because I noticed it on like Sunday, and we had been bizarre. working the week before. That's bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, yeah. It, it's probably because I'm dying. But anyway, <laughs> we won't get into that anymore. Let's hope not. But <laughs> but let's see. So more movies. Yeah. Um, oh oh. You did the wedding. Oh no no no. Wedding Crashers. I did Wedding Crashers. Yep. Yep. You did Wedding Crashers. Great movie. I don't remember. Was there a lot of study cam? There is, but it's all it's all cut to hell. You know, right. I mean, there's like you know, with their their dancing and the things and whatever. Sure. There, there's one or two sort of quote like larger shots in there, but there's nothing. There's nothing massive in there, as I recall. Yeah. Um, Let's see. You have a couple of other like really classic. Like Donnie Darko is like a cult classic. Donnie Darko was a great movie. Yeah, Donnie Darko was. I remember reading that script and going, "I have to work on this movie. This is going to be a great movie." And uh, and and there, uh, there's some. The, the the main thing actually that everybody talks about that movie, which is just crazy to think about now, is. Um, I, th- I think it's maybe the first time you get to the high school, but he comes walking in and you sort of get in and Tears for Fears uh, is playing. And he's kind of it's it's right after they get out of the we had the, the panitate and they get out of the bus and it turns 180 degrees upside down. And then he comes in in slow motion in the door and you sort of meet all the people. But it's a music video. And um, Norman Parker was my assistant. Stephen Poster was the uh, was the DP. And Norm had been assisting Stephen for like 26 years at that point or whatever. Um, and. There are speed ramps in there, but yeah. that was on film, and it was back when speed ramps were in camera. And there was a cable. Um, I don't know what do you think that is, like a quarter inch thick I've, to I've the had camera. One of the, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing whip pans. Oh and, my and, god! And so not only am I doing the shot, but I'm doing whip pans, and I'm calling to Norman for the speed ramps to happen. So I'm going ramp, 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 and we're hoping that. We hit it at the right time, which was, you know, because there wasn't any of this shoot it at 48 and then you, you, you flip it and, and post. sort it later. Yeah. So so I it's funny because I was talking to Norman recently about that. And I was like, I don't remember whether like 
remembering to call the ramps was harder or remembering to, or to like, you know, ease out the whip pans was harder with a cable dragging from it. But somehow we, we, we got it done. Why were you calling the speed ramps? Because we were seeing like 360. Oh, so nobody could be there. There could be nobody it, there. Right. And they were around the corner. But we, I think we even tried it once. But, you know, it just the camera's going, you know, the camera's loud because it's, it's a high-speed camera. And because uh, I think it went up to 48 frames or I don't remember what it must have been. I don't know what camera it must have been. Yeah, that's the other thing. I think it was, oh, maybe it was the Platinum. Anyway, I don't know whatever it was. Yeah, Platinum will do for But for whatever reason, it wasn't working for it calling from the other other room. And so they were like, well, just Just the timing's off because they can't see where you guys are physically. Yeah, and also we couldn't hear them all the time and whatever. And we just, it's one of those things where it's like, let's just cut the number of things down here, you know. And Norman was pretty good at knowing when it was about to be. But I would, you know, like in other words. If I needed it just before the whip, I would call it because he because you know, I'd you know work when on a whip. whip. So like right. I'd I'd play the ramp in the whip or something like that. Right. And then there was another little piece of that where um, oh, what's the actress's name? The the girl in it. I can't think of. Her oh, name. I know who you're talking about. But she does this thing where where she's closing the mirror. She's closing the locker mirror, and and I've got to find her right in there. So it's one of those things where I had to sit with her and I go, okay, so this is that thing where you find me. I don't find you. I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. She goes, huh? I said, just keep on looking yeah, at just, that lens. Just and, keep turning it. Yeah. And, make and, sure and, it and after like the second take, she nailed it. And I was like, okay, that's one less thing I have to That's have such to a cool about. part of that take because I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Because she's right in there. Yeah. I watched it earlier today. Yeah. I watched that clip. Yeah. And I was like, what a cool. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's almost like she's running the mirror away so you won't be in it. Exactly. And the other thing is, so is I cool. remember specifically about that, like take two, Stephen came out and he goes, so as you do that, just throw a look up to the, the, the ceiling. And she goes, why? And he goes, because your light's up there. <laughs> and so she looks up and she gets this light in her face as she's coming away from the locker, you know, so it's all those little things. That's and then, of funny. course, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, huge, huge actor now. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, not J- Jake Gyllenhaal is a huge, huge oh, actor. Oh, the other but, um, one, the one doing the cocaine and stuff yeah, in, the, um, in that shot? Why can't I think of his name? Uh, uh, I can't remember his name either. But he, he, was, he, was, he would show up every day and ask us questions. And Norman actually looked at me and he goes, you see that kid? And I was like, hey, why can't I think of his name? Uh, and I said, yeah, and he goes, he's going hu- to be huge someday. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the kid who's always bugging us? He wanted to know everything. Yeah. Um, He's paying attention. Yeah, what time asking is? questions. It'll come to me. It'll trying to huge, learn. Huge comedy. He was in the Green Lantern and comedy actor. I know. Who, I know. Who, I know the face too. But I even thought that <clears> today. <throat> it's funny. I went. Who is that? It was. His, I think it was his first role. Oh my gosh. And I can't think of his name. But anyway, yeah. Huh. <laughs> that's so. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, it's a great movie too. It's. It is a good movie. Uh, the I script mean, was actually even better than the movie. Wow. Because they, they made some changes that I think they didn't let him have full creative control. And uh, but it's a great movie. It's a wow. Um, and you did, let's see. Well, you've done a couple of really big, big movies. You did The Heat. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, by the way, before we get to big movies, Moonrise Kingdom. I did one shot on Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, you and did? so many people want to know about the movie. Um, did, he's, he's really specific about um, yeah. uh, uh, he being the director. God, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's very sprint frame specific. Yes. And there was that shot where Bob Bellavance walking and goes, and here's the plane now for the mail. Or, you know, he points up in the air. And apparently, and I may be getting this wrong, but they, they did it. And it was in a field, so they did it handheld. They did it like on a board. They did it like two other ways, and they, and they just kept coming back, and he didn't like it. And finally, they said, let's do it on a study camp. So they called me, and I was in Connecticut, went out to Rhode Island. I showed up. I sat around for four, four hours, and he, they were shooting out of these sprinter vans because he would drive around the island and go, 
let's do scene 42 over here. And then they'd rally the actors and get them. Oh, my gosh. So they just kind of own the island. Totally. Yeah. Or I guess they were permitted. It was this teeny little island. But, you know, but his whole thing was I just want to be completely mobile. So these sprinter vans pull up and they come out and they put the camera on the city cam and they go, this is what you're doing. You'll see the plane. And I do two takes of it. I'd never worked with Bob Yeoman before. And Bob goes, yeah, good, good. All right. Well, thanks. And and Wes never said a word to me. And I remember saying to the assistant, uh, Stanley Fernandez, who I've worked with many times, great assistant. And I was like, so what's up? <laughs> does that mean they're not going to use it? And or does that mean I was they like, love it? Does that it? mean they hate it? He goes, no, 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 Wes didn't say anything. That means he loves it. And I was like, okay. I was like, and Bob? And he goes, no, he's really happy. I mean, they haven't gotten the shy. And I'm like, so what's up? And he goes, you can go home. <laughs> I was like, all right. And so many people were like, wow, you work with Wes Anderson. I'm like, yeah, not so much, actually. <laughs> but I know, worked with him for two days. Uh, yeah, and I think I may have said hello to him, but maybe not. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I know, I, I was curious about that one because I know Sanjay Sammy. Yes, and he was there actually, and I got to meet him, but there was. Uh, there was something with the union where he couldn't, like, he couldn't be local 600 in the U.S. You know, there's some weird stipulation or something. I don't know oh, what it was. But he is now, I think. Uh, maybe he is. I'm not even sure. Uh, yeah. But, oh, but I got to meet him, which was great. And, uh, he was his, his key grip, whatever. right? Yes. I, yeah. or he was in the grip department. I'm assuming he was Maybe a dolly grip. But I think, yeah. But he, he and I think he and Wes are, like, sort of, like, tied at the hip for all the stuff they do over in, over in you know, Asia and Europe and whatever. Well, I think so, I'm kind of guessing here. I think they met on that movie he did in India. It could have been. I mean, it Sanjay's makes sense. Indian, yeah. and, then, and then ever since then, he's worked with them. Exactly. So and I, then gotten out of the grip department into Steadicam. Exactly. So I think he does the stuff over there, but here the only way they could get him in was to bring him in as a grip. or something. There was some, some bizarre. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Without yeah. breaking rules and stuff. Exactly. He yeah. seems like a super nice guy. And, yeah, he was and great. I've <laughs> seen some of his videos about... Just gripping and dolly gripping, yeah, like really cool stuff. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him, but it doesn't surprise me. I've talked to, or I've chatted. Well, he does that thing where you're on, like, I saw a shot the other day. He's on like 90 degree curve track. Oh, was that his? Yeah, and then goes the other one, and then and then they they <laughs> literally yeah. that track goes on onto another, another track, track. Yeah. and yeah. they've just raised it and mounted. Yeah. The, oh my god! Yeah. I'm like, it's ingenious. Yeah, it's absolutely. But I'm like, how many? Like they must have had one full grip truck just full of wood. Yeah, right. Just full of apple boxes and wedges for that because they were stacked up. Oh like yeah, three no, feet. I remember seeing that. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that was him. That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. like ninety percent sure. Yeah. No, it wouldn't surprise me. He's a he's a really cool his, guy. I think yeah. that's his Instagram. Oh, okay. Account. So, but anyway. Um, but I love that movie. And to, to be honest, I think I know Wes Anderson's a good director, but I think his stuff is a little over. It's over stylized for my taste. Yeah, not everybody, not everybody's into it. That's it's true. just That's too true. like everything's like too like perfect. Frame, well, whatever. yeah, and sometimes like just the visual takes away from it the draws attention to itself. Bit, yeah. And but, and this was a movie I feel like. He couldn't control everything. He had to. Well, because it was so much in nature and exactly and right. Yeah. Yep. And yep. he and so I like it more because I think I like him as a director, uh, but maybe not his stylistic choices gotcha. as much. So this was the first one you could connect with. Well, not the first one. Well, I liked Bottle Rush. Rocket and mm-hmm. I liked Rushmore, yeah. and then from there on, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's a little much mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, he definitely. Well, he I don't, definitely I'm has not a trying style. to badmouth. No, no, I, I, I do it's think it's what a, you. Everybody's got their different things. Yeah, yeah, and he's definitely. Yeah, there's no question he's stylized. And I tend to like dirty, gritty kind of looser kind of feel. Which feels is not to, that at all. Yeah. No, and yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. but uh, uh, anyway, okay, on to the big movies. Yeah. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's a pretty uh, The Amazing movie. Spider-Man 2 doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't? <laughs> Again, it's on IMDb, and you can't get anything off IMDb. And I was oh, you've supp- tried to take it off? Well, I, here's the thing. I was supposed to be on second unit for that, 
and I showed up and I, I was in the first day. And then uh, there was a, a personal situation with our family and I called the DP whose name I can't recall, uh, Bruce, um, great guy. And I, and I literally was like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I, I have to bail on you. He's like, why? And I told him and he was like, don't worry about it all. We're going to find someone. It won't be anybody I'm happy with, but don't. Mm. It's not important. Like is everything okay? Yeah, everything's great. And I, it was, but it was, you know, what the thing was, I was in Connecticut, living in Connecticut, and when I do a job, and this was mostly in New York, it was in New York, it might have been New Jersey, but anyway, I'm basically away from home, and I just couldn't be away from home right then. And so I called him, and he was great because he was just like, "Look, your family is important, not this movie. We're going to get this movie done, and it'll be great, and I'll work with you again." Blah blah. Yeah. So and I did a day on that. So technically, I worked on it, but it's on there, and it's like I emailed IMDb, and I go, "Guys, like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it this off is incorrect. There. You right. can't get anything off IMDb. So That's whatever. so funny. Yeah. But it was a great movie. I loved the day, and it was really. <laughs> I don't even remember what we did. <laughs> right? Go for uh, it. Yeah. Um, so Ghostbusters. That movie I was on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you, so were, I, you were A study? I was B study on that. B study, so, okay. so Casey Hotchkiss was uh, A study. Okay. I don't know if you ca- know Casey. But I don't, but I've, I've seen his name play. He's this unbelievably, if you meet him briefly, he's this angry little man. And if you get to know him, he's this unbelievably wonderful guy. And just he's just crusty and he's hysterical and a great operator. And just, yeah, he's a blast. And uh, Bob Yeoman was great. There was the third thing I'd done with Paul Feig. And Paul's fantastic. And I was like, Oh, right, because you did The Heat. I did The Heat, and we did a pilot for a TV show, which I don't recall what it was, mm. but it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't end up happening. But, and I'd done a bunch of stuff with Melissa, and, and so, yeah, it was just, it was, it was it So was you felt right at home. Yeah, and it was Boston, and, you know, it was just great. And it's also fun to work on something like that where it's just like, wow, there's like, you know, toys and huge visual effects. I mean, we, we did uh, the Times Square scene at the end um, uh, was out, I don't remember, somewhere outside of Boston at this old, like, VA hospital or something like that. But it was literally like a green screen set that was like five city blocks. They had, they had uh, what, do you, what do you call them, the things that, you know, the things that they pack up from China and put on a boat, the um, containers. Mm-hmm. It had containers double high surrounding this whole thing with green screen. <laughs> and it was just, it was the biggest thing I'd ever seen. It was unbelievable. Wow. Um, just so they could control... Well, they had to build Times Square in New York City. Times Square, and cetera, right. Because they couldn't, even with that much money, they can't shut Times Square down. No, for... that wasn't going to happen. So, um, uh, yeah, so it was, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool movie. And it was... Uh... You must have laughed a lot. Yeah, we did. I mean, you know, the thing is you do and you don't because the thing that you find on those movies, or at least I found on that movie, I should say, is, you know, you have four at times five and even six really strong comedic people, and they're all ad-libbing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you do the scene, and then someone ad-libs, and someone else ad-libs, and someone else ad-libs. And just like anything in life, it's like sometimes things land, and sometimes they don't. And they sure. they know that. That's part of the drill, right? Sure. But so sometimes it's really funny, and sometimes you're like, we've been shooting this scene for nine hours. <laughs> like, there has to be something here. Right. You know, um, so, yeah, it's a little pluses and minuses, but... Um, but yeah, but but all of the, the the four women were just they were so fantastic to work with, and and everybody on that show was great. It was just a blast. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I'm jealous again. Yeah. Um, out you. of all out of all your movies, I, whether um, whether I brought them up or not. Yeah. What 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 is your favorite to have worked on? Doesn't have to be a experience. Good movie. Well, I mean, you know, I have to say anything with Stephen Sean is 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 
is up there. I mean, just because of the, the working relationship. So you did a movie with them recently. You did Shame. I just and what did, else? Uh, so I did, I did Shame. Um, <laughs> I did a TV show, which is the best pilot I have ever worked with and on, and maybe the best pilot ever created that nobody will ever see. Um, wow. Because it was, it was for HBO, and there were some reasons they couldn't release it, and this and that and the other, and, and it just then it got shelves forever, and it was just this unbelievable pilot about race relations in New York, and et cetera, et cetera. But whatever. So I did that with them, and then um, Sh- uh, Sean called me for 12 years, and there's only one Steadicam scene shot in the movie, and um, he called me up and said. Uh, you know, we're doing a movie in New Orleans or, I don't know, somewhere outside of New Orleans, and, you know, we want you to come. And he told me the five or six days or something, because Sean operates a camera, He and I keep telling him every show, like, I'm going to pry you off a camera, and he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and oh, I really? won't, because he just loves being on the camera. So yeah. I always do B camera with them, and I now shoot second unit. It's such a hard thing to do for... Yeah, it is, but it's great with them too, and and steady cam, and you know, I mean, I, and sometimes crane, sometimes he does crane, you know, but but it's a great it's a great working relationship. Would I love to be on a camera on those shows? Sure, but Sean is there, and he needs to be there, and it's great, you know, watching them create together. Right. But um, but uh, uh, yeah, he called me up, and I said, I I cannot believe I'm doing this, and I so, but it's my daughter's birthday, and I wasn't here last year, and he said, nope, offers were sent, you're not even invited, and I was just like, Sean, I, and he goes, you're our guy. We're always calling you first. We'll get some person we don't aren't happy with because he's not you, and it'll be fine. But you have to be home with your daughter. What a pleasure! No, and and that's who he is a hundred percent, and that's who Steve is a hundred percent. That warms my heart. No, they're for great. him to they're, say, "Don't worry, we'll get you on the next." And one. by the way, the person that they got was Larry McConkie, and Sean was like, "Yeah, he was fine." And I'm like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna just set you straight. <laughs> he was better than I would ever be, you know." And no, and he was Sean was very happy with him, but he's like, you know, but we like you and whatever. Right. So uh, I just finished. Um, so last summer I. I did Widows with them in, in, in Chicago, which is going to be phenomenal. I just finished in the sense that we went back and shot um, two weeks of a little bit of reshoots, some tweaking, and, and I went out and shot some second unit, uh, uh, you know, around the city and whatnot for them. But that was on film, and, I mean, that's a that's a huge cast, and it's going to be – I think it's going to be an unbelievable movie. Cool. Unbelievable movie, so that's, I'll, and, I'll look forward to it. Yeah, and we did, some really, we did some really good work with that. There's actually one scene in there that's very specific, and this is the way that they work, where – I'm not going to say anything about the scene, but it's a, it's probably a three-minute oneer, um, but in a sort of basketball gym with a lot of moving parts, and and it wasn't supposed to be that way. And they set it up, and and Steve came in and said, "This is the day. This is what we're shooting. We're going to shoot this, and we're going to go home." And 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 I was like, "What?" And he goes, "No, it's working so unbelievably well, and not because of me. I mean, partially because of me, but because of how he set it up and the actors and, and just everything. And it's just this gift that they give to you, you know. And and the great thing about Sean is, is like, I'll get into a steady cam shot and I'll do it, and then I'll come back, and usually on the first take, he'll go, "Well, you know, try this or try that or whatever." And then from like take two on. It's both of us just ripping it apart, going, how do we make this better? Like, what could be better? Mm-hmm. And, and he's so sort of surgical about it. It's, it's wonderful. And it's all from a good place because he's, his first thing will always be like, I'm so happy right now. Right. But, but it would be so much better if, if. And, and that's, it's such a good – I love working with people like that. They, they, they're 
complimentary and also yeah. they don't come and try to drag you down. And there the are time. times where he'll come back and be like, no, your frame was totally off here. That's not what I want and didn't want this. But, okay, but, but you know, but, but he's very specific and it's great. It's like such a pleasure to work with him like that. So, yeah, there are movies. And then, the, you know, like um, movie-wise, St. Vincent was a re- – I was the A-camera study camera operator in St. Vincent. And John Lindley, who shot it, is a really good friend of mine and just a phenomenal cinematographer, one of the best cinematographers. Yeah. I'd put Sean and, Sean and, and, and John on the, on the same level. And um, uh, just phenomenal to work with. And and everything is about how do how do we make this better? Like what do we do? Cool. What do we do? And, you know, and it's just and I've worked with him for I don't know seven eight years or whatever. And you know, I was gonna. That's that's interesting to hear you say. I was gonna bring it up because you got a nomination for that for camera <laughs> operator of the year. Well, let's just put it very very succinctly. Is Chris Harhoff was up for Birdman and would win and was going to win, and they needed other people as fodder to put up against Chris. As a matter of fact, one of the things that they do for that is they call you and they say, hey, listen, if you win, how do you want your name spelled on the thing? And they emailed me, I think, and I wrote back C-H-R-I-S-H-A-A. And she emailed back and she said, excuse me? I said, I just want to make sure if that for some reason there's a mistake. That Chris spelled it wrong, that it gets it properly here. Holy, this isn't mine. This is Chris. (laughs) And of course, Chris won. And of course, he deserved it because he did amazing work. Um, and, uh, And actually, that he called me in on that because it was just towards the beginning and uh, a Birdman, and they were in New York, and he called me up and he said, I know this is really weird. It's like another story like the other one. Yeah. And he said, um, I'm wondering if you could come in and, and meet Chivo and say hello because I'm a little worried that I might just get burnt out on this because, like, there's, there's so much. It's going to be big, yeah. He said, I think I'm fine, but I'd just like to have, you know. And I was like, yeah, are you kidding me? So I drove two and a half hours in New York, and, and, and I saw Chris, who I hadn't seen forever, and got to see him do a couple shots, which was fantastic. It was so great to be able to watch. Well, I didn't. I was watching the monitor. And, you know, met Chivo and, and, and everyone. And, and, of course, Chris never needed anybody because he's Chris, and, and he was just sort of, you know, like loading the deck. But that was kind of cool. And so, you know, I can say, yeah, I was nominated. You were at least and I, on that And set. I was almost someone who did something unbelievable on that movie as well. But uh, <laughs> but Chris, like, the, the, the work that he did on that movie. And and actually, there's a, there's a shot in there where he does this crazy whip pan coming up the stairs that he did while I was there. And I remember thinking, like, I don't even know how you move that way. Like, how do you do that? Wow. And it's just, you know. Wow. So, yeah, he's an amazing operator. But, yeah, so I did get nominated for that. And actually, the funny thing was I was in Connecticut. And... <laughs> Miramax. Uh, can I say Miramax anymore? Am I allowed to say Miramax anymore? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Miramax is owned by Disney. Yeah, yes. Mir- Miramax called me and said, hey, so are you going to be going to the... I was like, well, it's in Los Angeles. I'm in oh, was it a Miramax movie? Yeah, it was a Miramax movie. Got it. And, uh, and, and um, uh, I said, well, you know, it's in Los Angeles. And they said, well, if you're interested in going, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll bring you out. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll get you a ticket and put you up for the night because we want to support it. And I'm like, well, yeah, then I'm totally going to go. And uh, so so they bought me a plane ticket. They put me up in a hotel. They got me a rental car. They bought the tickets to the thing. They pay, took out a full-page ad in there. And I'm thinking to myself, do they understand that this is like an operator <laughs> nomination? Like maybe they think it's something else. And I called up Lindley, and I said, hey, look at what they're doing for me, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, do they think you're me? Maybe think, <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. And he goes, well, good. Call me when you're out here and we'll That's so out. awesome. Yeah. I, I had no idea. That's yeah, really so I cool. came out here and actually uh, uh, my wife didn't come with me because she was home with the kids. So I took Charles Pappert as my date, actually. <laughs> and actually, if you watch the, the, if you watch the 
video cast or whatever from that year. Charles <laughs> Charles and I are right behind Chris Harhoff in like the fourth row. And every time the camera comes by us, like one of us is doing something totally obnoxious, like, you know, tweaking the other's head or something like that. Till we realized it was probably I was there that year. Oh, were you? I okay. generally go with Colin Hudson. <laughs> okay, there you go. But I stand in the back and drink and oh, then go to okay. the bar. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I kinda had to be up front on the off chance that Chris Chris's name wasn't called, and, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, so that, I was very humbled to be asked, but I don't really, you know, whatever. Are you are you a member of the association? I am a member of the association. It seems like the great the, organization, that, and yeah, it seems like that helps your chance. I'm I'm not. I I, I'm I think it probably does. Yeah, I mean, I I really joined mainly because like I just think there should be some organization fighting for the operator position out there, and not that that's what they do specifically, but they do represent and they're out there and yeah, they're a thing. And you know, I agree with your sentiment. Yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, can we take five minutes and sure. uh, I'll get another beer and yep. uh, pull off <laughs> totally. for a sec? All right, yeah. cool. Let's take five. Well, you really took a lot of notes, didn't you? <laughs> I did because I wanted to be able to talk no. to you about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so I've got a fresh beer now. Right. <laughs> I know you, you can't drink beer, unfortunately, for you. But, yeah. um, yeah, or maybe, fortunately, I don't know how you guy. feel. <laughs> I just to drink other things. But um, I was going to move on to TV, but real quick, since you just told me two interesting stories while we were taking our little break <laughs> um, about Steve McQueen yeah. and about the new movie you did with him. And then, yeah. so you said that sometimes he'll just turn the video taps off. Yeah, and just sometimes come... he'll turn the video taps off. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's real, it's like real filmmaking. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, we'll just adjust that mic there. Yep. There we go. Um, yeah, so he's, so he, in other words, he trusts you. Yeah, and I mean Sean. sometimes it's Sean on the on the sure. on, you know it's not me, but but he he's all about the performance, and yeah. Sean's all about the visual, and and you know there's obviously crossover and whatever, but uh, yeah, it's it's just it's such a refreshing way to, because there's so many things that you work on that you know, what's the SOC, SOC motto is uh, we see it first, and and I, I've suggested changing it to we eventually get to see it, which because <laughs> right. you know I'm, I've got a monitor and an eyepiece that's horrible and. Someone behind me has a 27-inch, you know, perfectly tuned this and that and the other. Monitor. And they're like, hey, don't you see the sandwich bag in the back? And I'm like, why? Right. So, yeah, it's it's uh, in, a, in an era where everything is just being micromanaged. And as an operator, like, you know, it's just everyone's going, oh, what about this or what about that? It's refreshing to be able to just do your job yeah. and have people trust you. And, and not have to worry about what some executive <clears throat> from someplace sees on a monitor yeah. and complains about yeah, or, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think—, I think it's like, the, it's like working for an audience. It is. And one of the things that, that sort of drives me nuts about the move to there, – there's a lot that I don't like about the move to digital. But one of the big ones is is that it's taken away a lot of the – and I don't mean this in a negative way, but a lot of the power that the DP had. Because it used to be the DP oh, yeah. would go, look, it's not going to look that way. Like, yeah. You've you got to trust me. Now they see it and they go, no, let's go. Right. And nobody has any time, and it's just yeah. I could so the kids get off my lawn moment, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, it's not like an old guy thing. I think it's a. It's an idea of preserving. Yeah. You know why? There's a process. Why are you hiring someone? Yeah. Yeah. Are you hiring them just to get it done, or are you hiring them to do a good job at That's it? That's exactly right. And yeah. I, I would submit that 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 most people who hire Steadicam operators are hiring to get. A qualified person that will do it for the cheapest, <laughs> and and you know, yeah. and most people that we talk to, you know, most UPMs, 
I'm not saying all by far, but a lot of UPMs do not know good from bad Steadicam and don't care to. And it may not be their job either, you know, because it's not their job. Yeah. But but yeah. you know, when when the DP says I want Dave Comites, and you say you know I want X amount, you know, some four digit number an hour. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, when you when you when you say yeah. I want X Y Z amount of money, and they say yeah. no way in hell, and then they call around. And they find five other guys who will do it, or yeah. girl, you know. And the DP is like, but I want Dave. And they're like, we can't afford Dave. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and look. Uh, again, so are you doing the job just to make it? Or, yeah. you, or are you trying to make something good? And, and, and there's also, like, the, their budget's there, so I get that. And what, I get what, the budget I, part, And what too, I always but. tell people is, look, there are probably ten people who can do X shot very well. But the thing that I think you're hiring someone who's who's has – you know, has history and who's hopefully good at it and whatever, is not only that they can do X shot well, but when banana peel and Y and Z are thrown into the thing at the last moment, they're going to flawlessly hand handle that and it's still going to come out well. So it's like you're hiring someone because of the unknown, not because not always of the known. I mean, in some cases, if it's some massive shot you want, you know, someone sure. who's done those before or whatever. But I think for the most part, it's like, it's like why, you know, I'm always talking to people about why you need a head tech. It's like you need a head tech not when everything goes right. You need a head tech when things go wrong. Right. And that's why you want them there because... Right. Everybody knows how to use it when it works fine. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's when it doesn't and someone goes, oh, I know what it is. It's the Fibonacci blah, blah, blah or whatever. And because they did it once in, in Tanzania or something, you know. Right. And then you go, that's why you're paying that guy right there because we didn't lose four hours right. over this. We, you know. Well, that's why I was surprised, like, you know, because it's that old tripping over dollars to pick up pennies film yeah. business thing. Yep. And I was surprised when you said earlier they hired you on the wedding planner as a backup operator because I'm like, time. that's the opposite of, you know, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's stopping and picking up that dollar. Yeah, exactly. And, and saying, you know what, just in case. Yeah. And sure, they were covering themselves, but I think they were doing it. And they've said very specifically, they said, we got like, I don't remember, a hundred extras and, you know, steady cam and they had a crane for the day and we only got the church for one day and we just don't want to, you know, right, the amount of money God that, forbid happens, right. you know, whatever. No, it's, so. it's, it's good forethought. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've had the same situation. I was this is the truth. I was C camera steady cam. There was an A steady cam, a B steady cam, and I was C steady cam. Oh but B and C were both backups because it was in Stockton, California, and our coolest day I think was 109 yeah, degrees. You. Yeah. Again, same thing. Someone's going to drop, so we and we have to keep And the people ball. did drop. Yeah. The A first dropped oh, God. with a with a pan ahead. Oh. And a platinum with a thousand foot mag God, in his that. arms. He was lifting it from the oh. cart to the dolly, Jeez. and luckily the dolly rip was right there and caught him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a cooling pool in a. It was at a women's. Or no, it was at a prison, outdoors, a women's prison actually. And um, uh, we had a cooling pool in one of the buildings, but most of it was outside. Oh, so yeah. it was just. Was it was the kid brutal. okay? The one who dropped. He was fine. He was fine. He just. I mean, his. He just that's got. Well, no, he, he just get overheated, and that's. He, he got a exhaustion. little bit of heat exhaustion. Yeah. And they <laughs> sent him home. I mean, the director Rob Schneider <laughs> was yeah. directing mm -hmm. this movie, and um, it's funny. Eric Emerson was my assistant. Do you know Eric? I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyway, it, the way Eric tells it is really funny because he and I were doing a shot from a roof. There's like a prison. It's not a fight, but there's a big crowd of people down in the yard, and we're a couple yeah. stories up on a rooftop. And I see Rob walk away, and um, and he walks away, and he sits down with his back to set on a picnic table, and he's leaning over, you know, kind of head between his mm – -hmm. and, and if you hear Eric tell it, he threw up about <laughs> ten times his weight. God. <clears throat> and then uh, – Anyway, uh, and then the the very last day, 
the am- oh no that day the ambulance came at lunch they put him in the ambulance gave him an IV of yeah, fluids they, they pumped him up right pumped oh, him up horrible. and potassium yeah, probably Lord. whatever then the last day he was in such bad shape this was several days later yeah. he was in such bad shape that they drove up on a golf cart in the morning Rob was like I'm going to the hospital, everybody. Good luck today. And <laughs> oh they God. drove him to the hospital. That's the film industry. And they're like, okay, <clears throat> we're like rain day. Uh, yeah. You know, we're like insurance yeah. day. Directors in the hospital. Yeah, right. And they're like, nope. No, no, no we're going to keep I going. don't think they had insurance, to oh, be honest geez. with you. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever it was. Hey. Um, yeah, was, so we shot without a director. We shot that whole. It's not the first time, right? And that's the first time yeah. I ever saw, and the last time so far, that I've ever seen an assistant uh, hit the actor slash director in the head with a slate. <laughs> oh my god! Really hard. Wow. Really hard. Good lord. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah. But uh, but enough about <laughs> me and my. No, that's uh, a good story. Funniness, but um, uh, okay. So your TV stuff. TV. So stuff. we talked about West Wing. Yeah. Which was fantastic. Um, but your start was – is your start in TV and ER? Yeah, my start I – mean, it's funny because there are people I, – I was just up for a job, and and they, they didn't hire me because she said that I was a feature guy, and she was worried it was a TV job. I would leave, and I was like, I'm a feature guy. How am I a feature guy? <laughs> and then, I, and then uh, she was like, oh, well, you've done a lot of features. I was like, well, I've done a lot of TV too. I don't know. I don't really think of myself as an anything guy, but, um, but I definitely got my start. In, well – if you want to talk about starts, uh, there's, of course, Leprechaun 2, which is I've been skating off of ever since. A classic. A classic. Um, and, and other mu- music videos. And, and I, I was telling you uh, earlier, actually, um, Maddie Libatique, who is a phenomenal cinemat- cinematographer, we used to work on FM Rock's hardcore rap music videos in Compton together. So that's like, you know. You spent a lot of time in Compton. Yeah, that was a classic. You could almost and say you're straight out of Compton. I definitely was straight out of Compton very quickly, late at night Maddie, sometimes. And then um, Maddie shot that movie. And uh, Yeah, yeah, ex- absolutely. And Maddie's, I mean, Maddie's a phenomenal cinematographer. So, um, But yeah, so I, 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 that's where I cut my teeth on like really bad movies that nobody's ever seen and, and music videos. And then... So wait, you were doing the mm-hmm. low mode 14 mil yeah, in you your know, face. Yeah, with right? the, with you know, with the lowriders going up and down in the St. Ides forties in the background, and the motorcycles doing the motorcycles and the champagne yeah. on right, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and that was like every weekend, basically, and it was great, and I loved it because it why was just like, weekends? I don't know why just weekends, but it always seemed like it was on weekends. You know what? It probably was on weekends was because you could get a camera package for one day rate for a two one days. One day rate for two <laughs> like days. A, and you could shoot like four. And there was this, I don't remember who the producer was, but there was this producer who would literally do like four music videos in a weekend. Oh, or God. You know, it was, it was something like that. All but, but they were great. They were great because like they were psyched that I could move the camera. And I was like, hey, what does this do? And what is that? And I remember, I remember very specifically doing things where I'd flip the camera, you know, 360. And they cool. thought that was cool. And it was like so stupid. But it was like, that's how you learn how the rig worked, right? Yeah. You know, and you were like, oh, my body does you're this. You're just and experimenting my, and, totally. and, and you don't it's even real, video. You don't even realize that you're experimenting. But later on you go, oh, this is why I don't have to think about this or whatever. Right. So um, It's just rig time. Yeah, it is. It is. So yeah. I don't, I can't even remember what I had done before that. But um, I will tell you the first, I think the first feature I ever got was a movie called Double O Kid shot by a very good friend of mine named Adam Kane. And I don't remember how it worked because the first movie ever. I think it was pre Leprechaun Two. I think it might have been pre Leprechaun Two. But Adam and I went to NYU together, and we sort of knew each other through other people. But I heard he needed a steady cam operator, and I did not have a reel. 
<clears throat> and this exists somewhere, and I would love to find it. So I took my Model 1 Steadicam, which was number 23. I made 25 when they first started out in number 23. Wow. And I Wait, put, who did you buy that off of? Because I know you didn't buy it new, or I'm guessing. No, no, no. I bought it off of a guy named Troy Miller, I think, who now directs, like, Flight of the Concords and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he, he was. Still does Steadicam, I think? Uh, I think he, actually, someone told me he rents a rig and runs around with it for stuff, and yeah, yeah. But he was, he was kind of, yeah, he sold it to me. I don't know, <laughs> I took out a loan, and I paid it off for 20 years or whatever. But it was a Model 1, and it worked great for what it was, and I was like, I had no idea what I was doing, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so Adam, I heard, he had a movie, and he said, look, I just need to know I know you don't have a reel but I need to know because this is also you got to keep in mind before digital so like getting footage you know someone made a made an FM rocks hardcore rap video it wasn't like you could download it you couldn't see it you didn't know where to see it you know and, right. and it's, it, it wasn't would on show MTV, up on MTV maybe or maybe or, right. you know so I didn't you didn't have anything so I put a I put a VHS okay so Circuit City remember Circuit City yeah of course I went to Circuit City. God, I hope this doesn't get me in trouble. I bought a VHS camera because I, I had no money. I bought it with my credit card. I went down to Laguna Beach to where my friends Augie and Matt, who I went to high school, lived. And I remember very specifically that the song Jack and Diane was on the by Bob, John Cougar Mellencamp or John Mellencamp or John Cougar or whatever he was at that time. Right. Cougar Mellencamp. It was, was on, the, on the stereo. And I did roundy rounds around them back-to-back air guitaring to <laughs> Get out of here. And this is what I showed him as my reel. And then I went back to Circuit City and I returned it to get my money back because I couldn't afford it. Uh, and, and somehow, obviously, whoever else did it was doing a bad song from John Cougar. I don't know what it was, but he gave me the job and I ended up, I ended up doing it. But it, I was like, I'm doing a I feature. I mean, for nostalgia's sake. It's like, somewhere. in. It's somewhere. I have to find it, actually. It's, I, should, I should actually bring that what, up What year was that? I'd have to look. You know. I mean, what year did you start in Steadicam? Um, Cause your earliest credits on on, on 1997, IMDb. 19 no wait no. Uh, no 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 1992 maybe okay that's your Something earliest like credits that. are 1992 actually I have to I I have to go back the first movie I ever did was this movie called Da Vinci's Code okay Double O Kid not was the Da Vinci after, Code no Da Vinci's Code or Da Vinci's something or other uh, Da Vinci's War Da Vinci's War okay and I actually remember specifically that because I triple dipped I did a music video I went straight to that I did 12 hours and I did another music video so it was up for 36 hours because that's what you did back then and you loved it and I've I was 21 it. or I've something done it, like that I've never yeah. loved it yeah and now I'm like god if I can do 8 hours and then make it through the day I'm fine but, uh, so but anyway, you were 21 years old I, yeah that's super early or, to get into Steadicam I mean I, we're in I Charles dropped, Territory I here. dropped out of college and and assisted for a year. I I met I was on a PSA for bad idea jeans or something like that. And and Kirk Gardner was there and had a steady cam on. And I went, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And he said, you want to try it on? And I said, are you kidding me? And he put it on me and I went, this is what I want to do with my life. I wow, mean, that's It was crazy. like one of those, yeah. Um, but anyway, so you asked me a different question. Um, so so yeah, I did all that stuff. And then um, I did a. I took a summer off. No, it wasn't a summer. It was in the fall, but whatever. And I rode my bicycle cross-country from Los Angeles to New York City to raise money for people in small towns with AIDS. Uh, it was 50, 52 days. We rode 3,591 miles. Me and another guy. It was this crazy thing I did. I, I tend to do 
bizarre things like that. How much money did you raise? It wasn't a crazy amount of money, but, you know, it was like $500 for this organization that gets nothing. In it. And this was back when, like, if you had AIDS in a small town, you were shut away in a corner right. and nobody talked about you. So, so you were so, trying to find it for those poor people that weren't in we Los raised, Angeles we, or New York yeah, City. Yeah, we raised they, some money right. for those people. We were trying to raise awareness. And, and mostly we would go and we would go into these small towns. And we had some, you know, people who did the, the work ahead of time. And we would go in and we would we would meet with them and, and just let them know someone out there, you know. Gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it was a great experience. I mean, and uh, on so many levels. But, and I remember very well, specifically. You. Thank you. I remember very specifically. We, there was a motorhome that was that was uh, this guy had donated that was that was leapfrogging. So that's where we we'd ride to the next location. And this was before cell phones. And we'd you know sleep in the motorhome. Uh-huh. And he had a TV, but it never got anything on it. And I remember one night. He said, yeah, you know, uh, last night or last week I, I saw this, this hospital show. You guys are watching a hospital show. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, puts it on and it's in its ER. And it was going in and out. And I remember sort of watching it. You know, I'd ridden, you know, 72 miles that day. And I'm eating a power bar and stinking to high heaven. And, whatever. <laughs> and I'm watching it and I'm like, and I'd, I'd been doing Steadicam. And as a Steadicam shot, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's Steadicam on TV. And then it would like, it would like, out, you know, like it would buzz out. Sure. Cause it was, it was, and then it'd come back in and I'd be like. It looks like it's still going, and then and, and it was like a two and a half minute shot or something, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and then I went on because no one was because no that one then. was doing that. And so I went on the thing, and then I came back, and this was right when the internet was starting and whatever, and I I somehow find Guy B who was doing the steady cam, and I found his email, and I said, you don't know me, but I've seen your stuff, and I came back and I watched the air, and I said, the shit that you're doing is, un like I'm just blown away, and 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 I put something in there I vaguely remember about eating red vines at the time while I was writing that and thinking they were melted down LPs that were turned into or something like that. And he thought that was kind of funny. So he emailed me back and he goes, oh, that's pretty funny because he's a rock and roller. And yeah. I didn't know. And he goes, hey, thanks a lot. You should come visit sometime. And I was like, yeah, right. Like I'm going to do that. And then a couple of weeks later, he called me up and he goes, hey, can you fill in for me? And I'm like, what are we talking about here? And he goes, I'm going to be straight with you. I've called everybody I know and nobody's available. I'm going out of town for a wedding. <laughs> and he goes, it's a Friday or it's a Monday or, you know, whatever, I think Friday. And there's only one steady cam shot and the DP is going to do the A camera and you'll just come in and do the steady cam. And I was like, are you freaking kidding wait, me? Wait, the DP operated A camera on that no, show? No, just, but it was like, because I think basically what it was like, they said, well, can he, can he it's operate like a super a, light day type Well, and thing. can he operate A camera? And guy was like, I have no idea. Uh, but So but, they were like, well, yeah. just he'll they do were it. Like, he'll be our operator Let's put record. it this way. I was the last person they could call. <laughs> And so I didn't operate at all. I think I did two steady cam shots, and I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And I, I was just completely overwhelmed. And then when he left. And you've never been on a big set like I've that. I've never been on anything like right. that. It was, and it was the was biggest. It, Warner, big, it was a massive show. Is it Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers. I, remember, I, I walked through those sets. I never. Yeah, me? yeah, yeah. And then when he left, uh, when he left, I ended up taking over the show. And, and I don't really, you know, who knows how. So that after that, you just started day playing like when I didn't even day of... play. I don't think I day played anywhere between them. But I think he gave them my name or maybe they remembered me or whatever, but they were like, yeah, let's call this guy. And literally, I'll be completely honest. I went in there and I did the first day and I remember going home and going, I better take everything because there's no way I'm on the call sheet. Like I, I, there's no, I'm seeing so far over my head. There is no way I'm on the call sheet. And of course I was on the call sheet and day two, I was like, I got two days out of it. 
I better take all my stuff because there's no way I'm getting. So you were taking your gear home every night. No, I don't know that I actually was, but I literally every day I was going home, and I wasn't even upset. I was like, I'm gonna get fired off the best show on television that's doing this unbelievable work. Like I got to do it, and then like uh, you know, a couple days turned into a week, into a month, or whatever. And I will say, Terrence Nightingale, who's now a great steady cam operator in his own right and director as well, was my assistant, and and he completely like helped get me through the beginning of that because I was in so far over my head so far over my head but I you know they gave me the time to, to and but I eventually did. they made you a camera steady cam no well there was no I was a camera steady cam there was no other operator no I understand that yeah. uh, I meant instead of just steady cam like no, no, that but next I'm saying season. when I started no when I started on uh, when I started on ER not that first day that I, I gay played yeah, I was yeah. in the A that's why I'm saying I was in over my head the steady cam I could pull off but it wasn't great <laughs> but the A camera I was like oh, what the hell I think I'm people doing? would argue with that well thank you but uh, but I, I was like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know how to block a thing and whatever and I'd learned some stuff but nowhere on that level and it was so fast and it was so and the other thing is because that show at that time anyway it was like turn on the overheads and let's go yeah we'd have a 7 a.m call we'd be shooting by 7 15 and the dp richard thorpe he was involved in the process definitely but like it was all you i mean yeah. and and so you just ran with it so it was like this weird thing where i'm 25 and i'm the a camera steady cam operator on the biggest show in history because that show got a 40 share which if a show gets like a 10 share it's a big deal and that show was blowing it out of the water every every, every time week, yeah uh people don't realize like the numbers that that show did and it was just this unbelievable dream it was about, it was i was like this is it like it can't ever get better than this and they were you know and we were just pushing the envelope and pushing the envelope you know we we did thousand foot mag shots and i mean you just, did oh, okay yeah. cuz i talked to charles about this a little cuz he did a, he did some yeah. work on that charles, uh, by the way when i directed charles was my operator oh, and great. did yeah. an unbelievable job and it was like such a such a relief to have him there be like you know like i'm so out of my element and you're pulling all this great stuff in so yeah right. absolutely um yeah, you got hired to direct at yep. 20... 29. <laughs> the biggest show in the world. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, it was a it was a big deal. Good for you. Yeah, it was cool. That's really cool. That's a nice it's a nice gesture at the very least by yeah. by the studio and the producers it, to say it was a huge we thing. believe in you. Well, the guy who's behind that was Jonathan Kaplan, who's an amazing director and a very good friend of mine, and he came in to direct and I used to always do a thing cuz I loved the show so much. And I would do a thing with new directors cuz the show was it was like nothing else on television. Now you sort of take it for granted. You had to train them to direct that. Well, it wasn't <laughs> training, but I always said to him, "Look, I have the ability to come in on the weekends cuz I knew the, you know, guards and I could get keys and whatever." And I said, "If you if you're coming in on a weekend and you want to block, I'll come in with with the steady cam or without steady cam or just a finder and I'm happy to walk through stuff with you a total like I, I love doing this so I'd like to learn from you and so he and I along other directors would do it would go in there and just set up these huge shots and this and that and the other and he went upstairs at one point and was why aren't you letting the kid direct and they were like why and he's like you're idiots if you don't like can do it give this guy a shot and so he pushed him and pushed him and pushed him and finally and he became part of the show wow and finally did it but he yeah i learned so much from i mean so much from so many unbelievable directors on that it was it was it was an unbelievable that's really cool yeah. well i watched today i watched a five minute wonder that you did for er uh, so that might, oh, so you know what the five minute, oh, is it called five minute one or on, on steady shots? Is that the one you're talking about? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that, that one, the funny thing about that, that's a thousand foot mag shot, even though it's a five minute one. And the thing is because it started out as like a six and a half minute one. And, and so the only way it. we could do is thousand foot. And by the time that we were done, it actually probably could have been pushed into a 400 foot mag. And the funny thing is I had to do it on a 29 or millimeter. The, the 500 foot mag. Or the 500 foot mag. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we didn't have the, but yeah, it could have, uh, 
I did it on a 29 millimeter lens, and the reason I did was because it was the only lens that would balance out with a thousand foot mag on the back. Oh, because yeah, it's got that big front. It, it was, was just it a Primos? big. It was a big. I don't remember what it was, but it was just a big lens. Yeah, yeah, and yeah It was yeah. like, all right, well, I guess we'll do this on the 29 because it's the only thing I can balance out. And that, yeah, that shot was we we did that shot before lunch, and it whip pans at the end, and then after lunch. We did another shot that it that depends it into. into, which is like four minutes long, and we knocked out a full act in one day with two shots. And it was and Tony Edwards was directing, and he had a little monitor's pocket, so he'd come in and yap yap yap, and then he'd walk around the corner and pull out the monitor and sit and look, and then when his cue came, he'd come back in. Oh my god, it was great! But we were constantly pushing stuff like that, and it was That's so, so ex- cool, it was so exciting. So yeah. speaking of Anthony Edwards, there's a clip of you at the Emmys. <laughs> at the Emmys, yeah. Where Anthony mm. Edwards comes out and introduces you yep. as his friend Dave Comides yep. and Steadicam operator on ER, yep. and you come out and do shots and you're in frame and then yeah. you see your frame and then and then there's a little hole behind the scenes of yeah. you doing. Uh, believe me, as as a 27 year old camera operator, that was one of the cooler. Oh, unbelievable, things. unbelievable. I'll, I'll tell you a little behind the scenes. There's two two little behind the scenes. I don't know how we're doing on time. I we're fine. We got plenty of time. Yeah. So there's two little behind the scenes things of that. First of all, for the Emmys, they they rehearse everything, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was on ER and, you know, Richard would, would turn on the lights and sort of be involved. But I kind of like was always in with the director. And I, I just that's how I that's how I grew up, if you will. So sure. I always thought like, well, yeah, I talk with the director. That's the way we do things. Right. So so Tony and I show up and we're, we're rehearsing and, the, you know, someone kind of comes and goes, Tony, you'll come out here and you come out here and come around him and then we'll cut to you and blah, blah. And so so. You're on the stage and you got headsets on and there's like a guy squawking over the thing going, all right, you know, blah. And there's all this talking and the, you know, camera one's ready and camera five's ready and all this stuff. And I'm so like overwhelmed by everything. It's going like on. too much info. It's like crazy because it's right. live TV and we weren't live, but you know, everybody and everybody's going, hey, where's this cable going and whatever. And so he goes, all right, now Dave, the steady cam operator, you come out and Tony, you come out and Tony comes out and Tony goes, and I'll say blah, blah, blah. And, da, da, and I'm going like this, whatever. And we finish and they go, okay, moving on. And so I turn around and I look up and I go, uh, excuse me. And, and like, literally, now that I think back on it, like, everything sort of stopped. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know where you are. You were in my ear, earphones, director, you up there somewhere? And I hear, and I hear sort of like, yeah. And, and I'm beginning to realize, like, everybody's sort of looking at me. And I said, I don't know if you care, but it just sort of seems that if Tony came from this direction and I came from this direction, we'd intersect and it'd sort of be a little more dynamic. And, and I mean, I don't know if you care, but it just... Down here, I didn't know if up there you could. You know, uh-huh. put a, and Tony's standing next to me, and the guy goes, uh, why, "Why don't you show me? I don't know. What are you talking about?" I said, "Okay, hang on a second. So I did what I you know, do with Tony all the time. For he I clearly said, hey, knew. Hey Tony, do me a favor. Right. Come over here. Just we'll do this. And just, Tony, sure. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so, uh, and and I think I, I I may have actually said action. <laughs> As I recall, I was such an idiot. Because you probably do it on ER yeah, when you're or, rehearsing. Yeah, rehearsal or whatever, or someone yeah. else wasn't or whatever. And, you know, everybody's sort of staying. And, and so Tony comes out, and I do what you finally see in there. And, and we stop, and I said, I mean, I don't know if you care. It just seems like it flows better. But whatever you want, obviously, I'll do. And there's a pause, and he goes, no, yep, that's what we're going to do. And uh, and then everything turns and everybody starts talking. And I'm standing there, and Tony sort of turns to me, and he goes, you know, Dave, I don't think everything runs the way ER does. And I was like, oh, God, did I just screw up? And he goes, no, but you came really, really close. So that was the first one. And then the This other... guy's got 30 cameras, and one of his guys is like, you know, I don't know if you care, but yeah. I have some ideas. So then the other the other one was, so, so then you show up. I think we showed up before the Emmys, and we did a full, you do a full run through. So, I, you know, I'm in my, like, tux pants and whatever. Even that day. Yeah, because, well, there's so many cues and whatever. Oh, I mean, wow, not for okay. me, but I did my part, obviously. Yeah, sure. And so we did it and whatever. And and 
before we were doing it, I had this microwave thing on the top because it had to be wireless, right? Mm-hmm. And before we were doing it, I was I was just messing around, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go out there because they weren't on my camera. It, it was it was seeing me, and then it was on my camera. Right. So I'm going to go out there. I'm I know. Gonna, I'm going to spin it 360, <laughs> and I, I rehearsed it and rehearsed it, and the microwave was sort of close to my 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 head so i'd have to pull my head back out and i got it to where i was like this is gonna be great and i'm gonna be so wicked and i'm gonna whip it and (laughs) And then and then they go in you know and then three two and dave you're on and i go out there and as i was going out there juliana margulies is sitting in the front row and eric lasalle who was both of them were nominated like in the second row or whatever and both of them you can actually hear them and think go go dave and they screamed out and i was so sort of taken aback i like forgot to do it Uh and then by then i was gonna do it again and i thought oh god i don't know what they're there so i'll just do it and every time I watch that clip, I'm like, damn, I wish I done, done it. <laughs> it would have been the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and I totally blew it. But <laughs> Most people wouldn't have noticed until now. Like, they'd be like, whoa. Yeah, there most, was other steady well, cam No, that was the thing is I wanted to do it for other steady cam operators for them to go, oh, that was cool. <laughs> and to this day, like, I Inside see that clip joke. and I'm like, oh, God, I wish I'd done that. Inside What are you going to do? But it was a pretty cool thing. And actually, I remember the other thing was that um, – my parents were flying home from Europe that night, and this was pre, like, you know, digital and whatever. And yeah. I'm like, of all the times you want your parents to watch TV. <laughs> but whatever, they heard about it from friends, so it was good. I'm, well, I'm sure they've seen it many times yes. now. But... Yeah, yeah, they've seen it. So, Okay, speaking of ER, ER did ER Live. Yeah. Which I believe you did. Yes, I did. I was the uh, I was the well, I, I was one of the lead camera operators, I guess, on that. And, um, but I, they didn't do steady cam, right? It was there's no steady cam. It was handheld. But um, that's another funny story because I, I didn't know I'd never met Tommy Shalami who directed that, and he had directed ER, but but before I had been there. So so. Oh okay. And so there was this whole rumor. So it was the first episode of season four, but because it was live, we actually shot it like the third episode of the season, right? Because you, you pre-shoot, you know, stuff. Yeah, 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 block, sure. But you have to shoot that, obviously. You've already shot two episodes so for that air later. So George and Tony had been pushing this, like, we're going to do a live episode. And everyone's like, what? What's a live episode? And, you know, what the deal? And, and, um, and, uh, and we'd heard it and this and then the other. And then we were over on stage three. Stage 11 was the main stage. And, and I heard one day that, uh, they were, uh, that they were auditioning camera operators over there. And I'm like, auditioning camera? Oh, and I, I think I said, why aren't we going to stage 11 for something? And they're like, no, they're auditioning camera operators over there for the live show. And I'm like, auditioning camera operators? What are you? And I was sort of like, I mean, I was a young, young like, this is my house kind of BS and whatever. And I was like, how dare people come into my... And so at lunch, I went over there and, I, and, I, and you know, I, I, one of our people, I, remember, I was like, what's going on? And they're like, well, they have camera operators in here and they're interviewing the live show. And I said, well, why aren't they interviewing me? I mean, well, you don't do live TV. And I was like... I don't care if I do live TV. Like, this is my, this show. Is my show. Like, this, come on. Like, I do the show. And so Tommy was there, and I don't remember exactly how it happened, but for some somehow, either I said, hey, I want to try out, or he... And I remember very specifically, and Tommy and I are very good friends now, uh, I should say, and we've done, like, nine pilots together, so it worked out okay. But I remember him going, like, my memory of it was that he was very condescending, but he might not have been. I, mean, I, just, I might have just been young, and, and but I remember you might have been expecting it. So yeah, everything but sounds. But I'm going right. no, I don't want the normal ER like roundy round, perfect, whatever. This is you know this is a news thing, and the, and the, and there's nothing going on, and and you know uh, the trauma comes in. And he goes, but I don't want the classic trauma. It's like you know it's got to be a little overwhelming, and this and that. And the other. I said, I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. And I remember being sort of pissed at him. And so I walked in there, and he's walking in the other room. And I remember very specifically, I walked over to one of the trays with all this stuff in it that you pull out. And I pulled it out, and I put the camera on my hip. And I pointed it towards one of the things on a wide-angle lens. And I turned the focus all the way off, and I started looking through the drawer. 
And he goes, so, and I remember again thinking this was kind of obnoxious. <laughs> he was like, so anytime you're ready in there. And I called back in and I go, I am ready. And he goes, well, how are you going to start? That's how you, I said, yeah. I said, if I'm a news guy and nothing's going on, I'm going to rifle through drawers and see what the hell is in there. I said, I'm bored, right? And there was, and okay, action. And so they came in with the trauma and then I threw it up on my shoulder and I did some things and, you know, just sort of made something up or whatever. You went for, you went for realism. Well, that's what I thought, you know, I was like, well, I don't know. I'm going to show them something. Sure. And afterwards I remember coming up and, and I don't remember who you're saying to, but he's like, see, that's what I'm looking for there. And I was, and I remember being like, are you kidding me? Cause like two minutes ago, you know, and I don't know whether he was actually condescending to me or not, but we actually hit it off immediately. Yeah. And, and I actually ended up going in with a VHS camera for the rest of his his rehearsals and we videotaped every shot and figured out every single shot and this and that and the wow. other and, and obviously we've worked together ever since but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's another guy who's just the best to work well I heard a story mm. about you by the way you did uh, that twice we did it twice because you did a 10pm uh, uh, East the Coast the show was on 10pm East Coast and 10pm West Coast yeah. right so you did it one full Yes. show and then three hours later did the same damn thing again yep, that's exactly, unbelievable exactly yeah okay but so here's what i heard oh from our mutual friend pam dresser who was sitting who was next it? to yes. tommy schlami sure. at the time sure sure yeah. and she told me that at one point a gurney comes <laughs> flying in a gurney yeah you're live yep you're on yep. and and your cable wrangler or something you step on cable you trip you fall and the gurney goes blasting over you yeah Right as they go to credits, and they're like, "That was great." This is the way I heard it. It's a, it's 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 almost there. So okay. basically, the, there was there were built in <clears throat> there were built in screw ups, right, to make yeah. it feel more live. So there's a point where I'm supposed to be looking at something, and and a trauma comes in, and I whip over, and then they push me back, and then I go into the thing. So on the East Coast version, it worked exactly as we had planned. And you have a cable coming off your camera with a guy who's wrangling it. Yeah, you have like, triax coming. Yeah, off. I mean it's, it's very it's thick like cable. a good th yeah, it's a thick cable. Yeah. So on the second one I whipped over and there was an extra there and I actually hit her and Ooh. I didn't hit her hard but it made me and I'm on a tight lens zooming out so I'm like whoa so by the time I zoomed out the the gurney was on top of me and it's pushing me back and so I, I so I just grabbed the camera and I threw it down to the floor which is what I'm supposed to be because the idea is that the gurney's supposed to supposed to knock me down and then i'm supposed to get up and follow it in so oh in the in the east coast version that happened and i put it down and it was fine and i followed it in in the west coast version i was like oh god and i just put it down like i'm supposed to and i'm like okay now i can recover but it was so on top of me that now it's pulling away and the cable is hooked around the gurney and they're pulling the camera away from me so i'm holding the camera with my hand and i'm just trying to point it at anybody i can because this entire thing is you're about alive to, and there's no other camera to cut to and and so this entire thing is about to go haywire sideways and nobody knows what's going on and my, my my wrangler's behind me and he's trying to help but i'm in between you know he can't get in there i get it so one of our full-time paramedics i mean an actor but one of our paramedics on the show monte happened to be on the guy there uh the guy right closest to that and i remember very specifically him looking down and looking up at me and me giving this wide-eyed holy crap and he picked up the cable and took it off and i put it on my shoulder and i continued through and then it smashes the credits and i remember just like i was completely just 
I couldn't believe what had just happened. And they all came over the walkies, and I remember Tommy very specifically going, I don't know what you did, but that looked so realistic. It was right. unbelievable. And I said, Tommy, we have two more acts. I'm not going to tell you anything, but I have a story for you <laughs> after this is all over. It and looked so real because it was. It was completely real. I mean, we were moments away from the entire thing going down. But, you know, but again, that's like what we had, that's why the show yeah. was so great because you had people like Montaigne and you had like Steve Robertson, our Dolly Grip, and Terrence, and, and all these amazing people who were incredible at their job. And just we did it so often that it was just normal. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah, I, I love stuff. Like, I love happy accidents. Oh, I love the really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a great experience. And I and I actually, uh, I, along with all the other camera guys, I, I got a call one morning from Richard Thorpe saying, "Hey, you guys were nominated for an Emmy." And I was like, "We were what?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, there's an Emmy. You were nominated for an Emmy." So cool. And I was like, "Who was nominated for him?" And he goes, "You were. You and all the other camera operators and the technical director." And we ended up winning for that. And then two years oh, later, you won. Yeah. Cool. Two, so I got went up on stage, and I have you know, had you been there, I would have been. And uh, and then two years later on Failsafe Live, we 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 did it again with the same group and won again. So it was like. Uh, you know, Failsafe Live. Yeah, it was a two hour movie of, and like oh, four, did live. four sets we did it live with Walter Cronkite, and it was, it was pretty cool. George Clooney uh, produced it. Right, I yeah. remember hearing it. I, I haven't seen it, to it's be honest cool. with you. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, look, we're, we're, we've, been, we've been going on. There's <laughs> more I could talk to. No, yeah. no, no. You have great stories. <laughs> I knew you. you would. But um, I was going to ask you about directing. We're going to have to put, we'll, I'll have you on another time, like, okay. just to talk about directing. Right on. Cool. But, um, Man, it's been so it's been so cool talking to you. Thank I, you. I, 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 we barely knew each other before. Yeah, no, this, no, so this I, has been great. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been like such a such a pleasure. Yeah. You Can know? I leave you with with one thing? Please uh, do. I always try to throw in, and it's on the. Um, so the guy who taught me was a guy named Bob Crone, who a lot of people don't know, but Bob Crone, when he taught me, he was sixty five up at the Calamigos Ranch, and just a master. And I remember the one time he was willing to put the steady cam on because he wouldn't. We all thought he was too old, but in reality, he just didn't want to crush us. He put it on and did the master shot and was just like, I mean, he just floated. It was beautiful. Yeah. And and I remember towards the end of it, Bob, who's this really soft-spoken Canadian guy, said to me, you know, the, the weird thing about what we do as steady cam operators is if we've done it well, nobody knows we ever did it. And, Great and, quote. and that's my, that, that's always been my, my thing is like, is like, and I don't always achieve it by any means, but that's always what I, what I think I'm, st I'm hopefully striving for is like, hopefully whatever you've done has just like elevated the story and elevate and, you know, yeah. elevated everything as opposed yeah. to going like, Oh, look at that cool steady cam shot. Right. Well, it's like, you're out of the movie now. So, you know, I always try to like work towards that. And Bob was just the master of that. The guy was like, I'm if I can ever get to that level, I'd be, I'd yeah, be Bob Crown, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. no, I've talked to other guys about that though. It's like, if, you know, in Cinematographers have said it to me. If they if they notice what you're doing, you're, you're doing, doing it wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And maybe if they, maybe <clears throat> after the fact, if they go, wait, how did that happen? Like then that's okay. But well, people like us, we notice this stuff. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, you know it's good when when later somebody's like, oh, that was that long study, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And I didn't realize because that it you was were watching because the story. I was into the it's story, exactly right. so it so was doing. Its I was job trying to throw perfectly. that in there because like it's, you know it's a big we all get big heads and there's awards and there's this and that yeah. the other. But at the end of the day, it's like you know what if you've done really well, nobody. Has any idea you were there, and that's, that's well. The cool thing with the thing. with this ER is, is the star was in in a lot of ways the star was the camera. It was a character. There was no question. Yeah. About it. yeah. So so, it was, so a, it was definitely a blessing. <laughs> that works for the show, and it worked for for you and for totally. for the other guys. So totally, totally. anyway, yeah. cool man. It's it's been a real pleasure. Thank Thanks you very so much, much for yeah, coming this in. Was great. I, I had such a good time talking to you. Anytime. And uh, we'll do it again sometime. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, buddy. Right. So thanks again to Dave. I'm. I can't even believe what a career he's had so far. It's so neat to hear all those stories. 
And um, it's also really neat to hear his charity work and environmental work. And, you know, he's a good example of, of, of one person, you know, doing something and creating awareness for a cause, which is really cool. A lot of people think, you know, I'm just one person. What can I do? Well, you can do something. And, and Dave's done something, which I find very commendable and, and cool. Um, just to clear one thing up. Um, the story about uh, Rob Schneider getting hit in the head with a slate, that was a complete accident. I didn't make it clear. The second did not do that on purpose. I think maybe it sounds a little like that um, when I talk about it. But um, he was stepping back into uh, into his mark, and she was slating, and she swung the slate down out of frame. And he was ducking under and whacked him in the head pretty hard. She was mortified. But he was okay. So anyway, just thought I'd clear that up. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, if anyone wants to contact me, you can always email me at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks.